0: How's everyone doing? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to 4 Podcast, episode 68. My name is Matt, a.k.a. Metal Matt, as some might say. Uh, I got the Big John Stud here. I got Wild Bill. I've got the J-Lo, Evening gentlemen. Uh, feels like we just left a wake, right? Yeah. It's like, feel like we just uh, we just left a, a funeral service of some it's sort.
1: Officially over. It's dead. The seventeen team is officially dead. Cut the head off. The head's been cut off. It's over.
0: Like, I can hear the taps trumpet playing, just it's over, over and over again. Right?
1: Yep. It's officially the hopes of up. Uh, we could. That team is officially kaput.
0: So Doug Peterson out as eagles head coach after five seasons three of those five seasons were playoff berths, with one of those seasons being the greatest year in eagles football history bringing the eagles their first super bowl in franchise history but after a terrible 4 11 and 1 season the front office decided to start over with a new head coach and begin a new chapter Now, there have been many reports that allude to Doug not being happy with the way the front office was treating himself, other staff members. He was sick of not having control over his players and staff, calling the shots where he thought he had clout. Tired of taking hits and taking grenades for the mistakes of other shortcomings and other decisions made in the front office. But regardless of whatever it was, Doug's now gone. And that's not going to change, you know? So where do the Eagles go from here? You know, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions. There's a lot of issues, cap issues, QB issues. Who's the quarterback? Overall talent issues on both sides of the ball. who's the next next head coach? There's a lot of names being floated around, both uh, still you know, people still tied within the organization and just in and around the the the, the NFL. Um, now. I just want to ask you guys, who do you think the head coach should be, who the next head coach should be, and how does he follow up, um, you know, the work of Doug Peterson, who in a lot of people, you know, he's going to be next to Andy Reid. I mean, it's tough to say that he's probably one of, if not the greatest Eagles coach ever maybe. I mean, that's, that's, there, there's a strong argument there. I mean, yeah, it was only five seasons, but look at what he did in those five seasons. Um, And what does this mean for Carson Wentz?
2: I I still kind of wonder who's even going to be here because depending on who who they hire. Carson
0: Wentz still going to be here?
2: Yeah, like depending on who they hire as the coach.
0: Because we were going into this offseason being like, okay, we have a quarterback controversy at most, you know. We need to nail in the, we need to hit home runs in the draft. We need to set figure out the quarterback situation and Doug will figure it out. Right. Just like he's figured out so many other predicaments throughout these, you know, the years as head coach and um, you know, weather the storm and, and, and just, and just figure it out and get it done and turn it around and, and create a a winning culture. But Doug's gone. So, you know, who who can fill these shoes? Who can fill these shoes, step in, fill these shoes, and make us as a fan base who's just shocked and, and saddened by all this? Because I feel like a lot of us are just, you know, now that, like, you know, a little bit over 24 hours have, have, have gone by, I mean, I myself, I'm just a little sad about the whole thing. Like, I was embarrassed and disappointed with the Eagles, but now I'm just like, man, this is just, like, this is just sad. Like, I just don't even know, like you said, Bill, like when we signed on, like I just don't even know, like totally numb, almost numb. Like I don't even know where to go with my thoughts right now because, and what to believe, like what's being thrown at us, you know, one report after another. It's just going to be rumorville after rumorville, right? I mean, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, shock. yeah, I mean, it's just like, do, can we even think about who we want as the next head coach. I mean, I feel like we, we, we still, we need time to mourn. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah. like- Box
1: ticking. I mean, this boat, I heard on the radio when I was out earlier, on WFAN, that the Jets are going to bring Sala in quickly and they're going to try to lock him up because they don't want him to come to Philly to meet with us because they really want him. And that, um, but Sala has the Jets and Detroit ahead of us on this wish list. But,
0: and here's and, and you know there's another thing, Bill. It's like the 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 clock's ticking to kind of like lock down, you know, the top head coach prospects, right? But there's a lot of people out there saying that like, why would a top head coach prospect even want to take on this job in Philly They're right not. now? You They're know, absolutely not with the situation that 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 we've made for ourselves with the cap problems. The, you know the question marks at the, at the quarterback position, it's just who who's going to have the balls to come in here and say, I can make this work.
2: Well, well I mean, I not, one, not so. just that. You've, you've got a meddling owner. Right. And you've got a GM that is a weasel right. that will do whatever he can. <laughs> it seems to, like it. I mean, it to seems make like it. I mean, he will do whatever he can to make himself look better and make everybody else look dumb and then throw you under the bus and get rid of you. I mean, that's what it seems like, right? But every personnel guy that leaves this team fucking hates Howie Roseman. Every last one of them. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the character of somebody, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. Like,
1: Here's something that I kind of heard today getting floated around, like as far as like like what the agenda is for the team, and basically, uh, basically in Lori's court to say that the reason the Eagles were successful for so long under Andy, and again, obviously Doug had success big time the one year, but ignoring Doug, the only coach that's ever been successful for Jeffrey truly is Andy because he's a type A ceo type of personality and that's going to be telling on who we pick is do we bring in somebody that sits down and says you know i handle the football side you give me whatever players you want that's fine howie but i coach you and jeff you sign the check like because basically what they were talking about today like that was andy's deal early on like i handle football joe banner hand you hand you give me players And Jeffrey signed the checks and that was a winning formula for a lot of years. And, you know, that's something I kept kept hearing today is do the Eagles go for a, another CEO type coach, not like chip. Like that was kind of, again, another unique situation, you know, giving him all the power, but just a coach that can pick his own coaches, you know, can say, Hey, Howie, I need help on the D line. Get me an edge rusher as opposed to, how we supposedly how we saying and you're going to address these guys this week well maybe towards one you know doug wanted to have a fourth right like i guess that's what i'm interested to see with the search is: do we bring in an alpha male or do we bring in another doug that's just happy to be head coach and yeah. how to pick the ingredients make the meal and tell you and tell the coach how it tastes
0: too i almost feel like given all that like like with what you just said with how howie and and Jeffrey like to, you know, have a hand in, in pretty much calling the shots, It's almost it almost feels like, to me, it's almost like my head instantly goes to, like, okay, we're going to find someone who's, like, super young, hungry to get their first shot at a job yeah. and just it's
1: take it. Like is the same thing. He's a quarterback coach. So was Doug. You know, you know has kind of, you know, can, 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 can whatever. But it's just, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see if we go that route. I didn't mean to stop you, but it's just. No, nah, it's all um, right. Really, I mean. Really curious.
2: Yeah. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go either a retread or a quarterback coach because, you know, you can talk about, you know, the Joe Brady's of the world, which would be a, a huge get. He's not leaving, he's not going to to stake his reputation and his first shot at being a head coach on this dumpster fire with a meddling owner and a terrible GM. That's not gonna happen. You're not gonna be able to get Lincoln Riley to leave Oklahoma with a five-star cor- red fr- shirt freshman quarterback and a good, a uh, good quarterback going into his second year. And You're not going to be able to get him a
1: Year, Jesse, plus endorsement. So yeah. you had to pay this guy now ten, twelve million a year what, for a coach. Like but he, Not you know? just
2: that. Not just that. It's the same thing. Like if you leave a good college program, like look at Chip Kelly, he leaves a a team that basically could churn out decent recruits. They had the West coast on lockdown and he was always in, you know, big games and everything. He leaves to come here. He gets shit canned. He goes to the Niners. Gets shit canned. And now he's at UCLA, about to get shit canned again. Like, you leave a good program, you don't go back to a good program. You end up at like a Boise State or or a Ball State or, you know. So Lincoln Riley ain't leaving. He ain't leaving Oklahoma for for this dumpster fire either. Like, this is a mess that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman is responsible for. And unless they have a complete change of heart with the bashing that they're getting in the media, we're not getting a good coach. We're just not.
1: I mean, I guess it's not, I guess we got to try to be positive and to, I I like to (laughs) see, well, just in a sense that like it's not the new coach's fault for his situation. He's coming in trying to fix it. So I know we'll support him to that degree, but I agree with your frustration that like, like for Jeff to, again, I know the whole thing and you know, you guys can talk about it more. I'll shut up, but about Doug's coaching selections, consistency was a big thing and whatever. But to me, it's like for Jeffrey not to fire him after the game on Sunday, like to be persuaded after an exit interview and not looking at what he hears, I get it. But like, you know, the guy for five years, you really think who he hires at OC and DC is going to affect that roster? Like you can't step back and be like, where's our talent? We have a broken quarterback. We have a young quarterback in Jalen who could be a starter, but it could be a career backup kind of guy who's a spark and, and, and we have, no, and then, and then what do we have? We have aging players across the board and maybe two guys that are like young and good and miles in Dallas, and they can't stay healthy. So can, it's like,
3: Can I, I challenge know. you bill on that though? It's okay. So in the last two years, if, if let's just hypothetically play pie in the sky here, if the reports were true in the last two years, Doug Peterson has been told who to fire on his staff. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say that was true. Going into this year after the, the, the dumpster fire, to use Jesse's terms, as what we've seen, and he's been told, Doug's been told what to do. Now, what if, I'm going to play hypothetical, what if they were like, listen, we, we, we told you what to do the last two years. We want you to come with some fresh ideas and tell us what you would do. And that was the expectation going in. And, went, and what the reports are, the coaches that Doug wanted to, to, to promote and hire uh, within the organization, was his answers to the test. And if, if that was the case, again, hypothetically, I go, well, they gave him a chance now. And if, if that was your response to say, OK, I think Press Taylor would be a good offensive coordinator. And I think Matt Burke would just fit in perfectly for the defense coordinator and not say, what if I have a great idea? What if we reach out to a, this guy uh, uh, that played you know, like
1: uh, Jim Caldwell for OC or something, correct?
3: Another guy. And maybe, not maybe the fact that he didn't have fresh ideas was the reason why maybe they gave him a little bit of the rope and just, he hung himself.
1: I, I think 100% he did because I think when it comes down to it and I think this is going to see and this is kind of what I want when it comes to a coach, like a Matt Rule kind of guy. Like, I think they wanted Doug to step back, stop calling plays and like you said, hire a real OC, you a real D.C. Doug, be a leader, of man. Be a Mike Tomlin. You know, be a Matt Rule. Like, know both sides of the ball. Be involved, obviously, with more of the offense. That's your niche. But don't ignore the defense totally. Like, have just... And I'm sure he doesn't do it totally, whatever. But just be more of a head coach. And I think you're right. I think, Doug, at the end of the day, is Andy Reid at heart, where I call the plays. It's like, well, here's the difference. Andy won 10 to 12 games, like, every year, dude. Like, and you're not doing that. So it's like, that's the reality. Whether it's his fault or not with injuries, whatever, I get it. It, it, it's fact of the matter is, is... Even though he won the Super Bowl, the offense has gone down and down and down, and, and, this, and this league just, just doesn't have time.
3: Look at look – at, um, let me – reports are right now that I'm seeing that they're going to keep Nagy and Pace in, in Chicago, and look what happened to him. Nagy was on, was, was on the chopping block, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to stop calling plays, and – Look look I mean that basically saved his job now granted it if next year he doesn't have a good year he could get canned you know but but again going back to Doug like he could have done that and maybe I don't want to say save his job but save his job like so I mean again I love Doug I'm I'm just as depressed as you guys probably are I have I am less I, I'm I'm less on Jesse's side where he thinks like jeffrey Law is like a meddling owner and like if you own a billion dollar franchise like you're going to want to like move the mouse and push the keys a little bit i get that um but i i don't think he's as meddling as you guys think he is um but i do think that like he has a voice and he should have a voice he owns the team for god's sakes
1: but you don't think like it's true that he said pick a pick jj like that's not like extreme like insane meddling if you tell tell your guys who to pay, I,
3: I don't think that that is a true i don't think that's a a correct report in no, my opinion no
1: I, yeah i mean i guess that, that
3: that's because, because it, what what about does does did jeffrey laurie study tape on stanford
1: no that's what i'm saying it's maybe, so I mean, like,
3: it, 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 it would be different if he was like oh man i really wanted cd lamb well
1: here's the thing he, he go goes to the senior bowl and he meets these guys like he met jj at the senior bowl like so when he goes with Howie and doug he, he goes down there to meet players you know because all a lot of owners do that so i don't know if you met jj like oh i like this kid he impressed you know what i'm saying again
3: could but, again Bill, if, if he's as meddling as you're saying like then why wasn't he in the game you'd think he's the owner he'd be like if he meddles and everyone's saying he's meddling he's a meddling owner then he, he would call down and be like put JJ on the, on the, on the, on the field. And instead, what had happened? He's sitting on the bench for like nine games this season. So I, I don't, again, I don't like it. it it's like, um, it, it's not major league. It's Charlie Sheen you know what I mean?
1: last year. He, I mean, he, he got, snap, he got a lot of snaps last year. He, I mean, he had those big, that big drop again. Was he the one that dropped that big ball against Detroit last yeah. year? He?
2: What, what game?
1: he had opportunities to make a name for himself. And again, you know, you know, you know, we don't need to shit on poor JJ. He's had, had about eight episodes of shit on on this, so no. his, you know, he's we you know his 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 thing is cast. But again, I, I just feel like we are smoke there's fire, and it's just like everything else. It's you know they control what, what information gets out and why it gets out, and it's like everything else. It's at the end of the day, they're trying. You know, they're trying.
3: But, but Jesse and I sort of talked before you guys hopped on. And I, I, Jesse feels differently, but I, Howie Roseman and his core group of guys have more important things to do than to throw tidbits to the media to try to, like, tamp down a fire. Like, I mean, come on. Like, we really think that that's, that stuff's happening. No, I, don't, I don't think that's I think.
0: The, I, think the, I think the Eagles do a very good job of using the media to their advantage. Okay. I mean, they I, – have- I, I think they know how to – Throw certain things out and, and blow smoke and throw up mirrors, yes, 100%.
1: I think they keep the pulse again. I don't think it lets them sway their decision. Like, it's not like, oh, God, you know, Eagles want us to take, you know, Jamar.
3: But what do you, 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 you gain by saying, oh, Carson Wentz isn't happy with the organization?
1: It softens the blow because there's a lot of dug people in this town, and again. They're all going to be Eagles fans, still. No, they're not worried about that. But they're—I mean, if, if it, they're image-sensitive, it's you know, it most
3: fans are. Would it, if they had the choice between Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, they would have chosen Doug Peterson. Hundred percent, so, and so I don't know how. Again, using the media to say if Carson's upset and he wants to be traded, how that is basically used them to the advantage when. Half this fan base would would give a shit less if he was gone or not. Well, what what
1: we're trying to do, I guess, potentially, and whether however you want to read into it, is saying, well, Carson had a problem with Doug, and if Doug's not here now, Carson wants to stay because clearly, from what Jeff said, Jeff said he's an asset.
3: And, we, and, and reports are that that's false. What's that? And that report, then that report so, apparently was false. The
1: report that Jeffrey picked a player, but you choose so. So I guess it's back to what do we choose to believe? Right.
2: You can yeah. leave one in that. What are you saying is false, John? There, there's so much shit. We report that if, if
3: Doug Pearson gone, Carson still wants to be here.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea. And
1: yeah, that's I mean, like, like so much shit being thrown. It's just like, as a fan,
3: well, I mean, that's, do we that's follow that's anything. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, w- when your franchise basically, you know, I, I, a surprise to me fires the coach, I would just feel like. The, le- the last thing you'd be doing right now is to be doing that. And if they are doing that, I mean, shame on them because there, there's a lot of things they could be doing right now to help improve their team. And it, I don't think it's, you know, trying to PR this whole thing. It's like, you know, okay, we're really going to go in a different direction. Jeffrey Lurie spoke his piece. Did, was it a great press conference? No. Uh, could he have answered things differently and, and, and swayed people's opinions? I think so. Does he look like a um, –
1: out of touch.
3: Out of touch? I, you know, a little bit he does. But again, like, you know, he he, is a, he does seem like a strange
0: guy. Um, I mean,
1: the guy's a billionaire. He lives in a – Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. That, I mean it's a a he, like- he lives on a different – he lives on a completely different spectrum. His air Absolutely. is like
1: filtered where like it's we, – we'll never breathe the air he breathes in his and, house.
0: And <laughs> let me tell you, it, it, fire, firing the guy who brought the, the, the city their first Super Bowl ever – it's hard. It's hard to have a positive press conference.
1: Well, he said it. You he know? Knew, he well, knew, he well, I felt I for twenty some years. He said it since '99. He's known him for twenty years. He knows the guy. Yeah.
0: I it's, thought it's that.
1: Awesome. God, sorry. No, am yeah. sorry. No, no, that was it. Just like knowing a guy. Yeah, from, yeah, he was our
0: backup for, in '99.
1: So from yeah, he, he mentored yeah. bucky Carson. He was he was Andy Reid's first starting quarterback. He was Andy Reid's first sign as free agent. Gave him a three year, four and a half million dollar deal in '99. And then Carton McNabb took over halfway through the year, but I mean he was here. He he coached for Andy when Andy was a coach here, like later on. And for for a little bit, it's like he has ties and it's a brotherhood. So it's like I do and that's the one thing Grace. I don't think Jeffrey's a bad guy. I like him as a dude. Like I know he wants to win and he thinks how he's like the ace in the hole, his Joe Banner. But that's I think the reality is it's you know, I know they're seventeen, but it's like if Doug doesn't get credit for being here around for 17, how does how, how does Howie all of a sudden have that be like an immaculate feat that gets him the chance to rebuild? But that's not for Doug, you know. Howie had three bad drafts, or maybe you know how Doug choosing uh, Matt Burke and Press Taylor is wrong, but Howie made a lot of wrong decisions and he didn't get fired. Maybe Jeffrey's like, you know what, mm-hmm. I trust Doug. Maybe if he sees something press that we don't see, we'll give it a shot for a year. But if it doesn't work out. Then you guys are all gone next year. Again, who knows what the fuck was said? But it's like, it's
3: how do amazing. you feel about the report where he where that says that the coaches wanted Rager and they wanted Jefferson?
1: I, but, but, I mean, do you think that at some point during the year, Doug might have had that come out that he was my guy? Like I wanted, like I wanted Rager. He, they wait till Doug's gone and can't defend himself. Like, I mean,
3: yeah. how would I, how would you feel if you found out that those draft picks were? Part of the coaching staff's picks and not the GM's picks.
1: Well, I'm well, we really kind of bad because we had the, the personal friend is our receiver coach. That Moorhead guy is like Rager's like dad's best friend. So clearly there was there was influence there. And maybe how he did say, you know what, take Rager. You know, Doug, if you feel that strongly, and that's on Doug. And, and, you know, and maybe that's one of the things that, you know, that, and, you know, but to me, it just feels like the whole DK. J.J. thing came out after Joe Douglas was gone. When, when, when Joe was here, nothing, but the minute Joe goes to New York, well, actually, Howie wanted DK, Joe pushed for J.J. Well, why mm-hmm. wasn't that ever said when Joe was here. You know, I don't think Joe could man up and be like, that was my guy. I fucked up. He, I mean, he's a pretty straightforward kind of guy. But once he's gone, all of a sudden, oh, well, Howie wanted DK. And then now it was Howie had him on a medical, which means he wasn't even on our board. So what is it? How he wanted him and Doug and, and Joe wanted JJ, or is it he had a medical and he wasn't even on our board now that he said this past year? So I please mean, tell me what the truth is because you keep changing your story. And like as a fan, we, we follow shit. It's like I got a brain. You told me something last year. Now you're telling me something this year. Well, the same. Uh, what the, what the fuck?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. My, my head's just turned, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, my, I guess,
3: my, I guess like, to Matt's point, what's done is done, and and, and done. I mean, I,
1: I
0: want to look, be-
3: look forward to. Next season and what they do I mean I so
0: what's yeah like what's done is done now like looking at it from another angle I remember going back to 2016 when the Eagles you know announced that you know they were hiring Doug Peterson as the next Eagles head coach you know we all thought that that was like a, a, a monstrous mistake what the fuck are the Eagles thinking what, you know where is this going what are they what are the, what are they doing you know and- Day
1: one, no, I am a visor fan, so I was like, all right, I'm going to board with this guy a little bit. he got a visor. Yeah, and he was at 12
0: degrees outside. And I then it, and then it kind of proved, right, you know, that that whole year that his first year was bad. I mean, it was it was it, it was bad. It was a losing season. It, it, one it one kind step. of validated everyone's assumptions on like, you know, they got this a thousand percent wrong. You know, Chip Kelly certainly wasn't the right guy, but this guy, was, it looks like it's going to be worse. And then look what happened the very next year. Bam, Super Bowl. You and, know?
1: Why? and John did it all the time.
0: And so who's to say we can't, we, you know, that that can't, that's not going to, I'm not going to say we're going to win a Super Bowl again like that quickly, but who's to say that, like, they don't have something up their sleeve again. They know something that we don't, you know. But I don't about, know.
1: We had the perfect mix, mix of, like, Fletcher Cox in his prime, Kelsey prime, Lane Johnson prime, and, and how he did a perfect job. He brought in LeGarrette Blunt, Chris Long. Tory Smith, guys that all know how to win and are professionals, and yep. they all like they all hit, and like that's why like it's great. Like, yes, he has shown that he can make the right moves when we're in the right team. The problem is, is he already kind of had a budding team from Andy leftovers and chip guys, and you know, I, it's it's like everything else. It's if if, if you say he didn't, you know. The, the players that Chip picked were on Howie. Then you got to say Chip's failure was on Howie too, even though we got after So it's one of those things where I don't know. Like this is a blank slate, and I think a lot of the Howie hate is fear because we've seen for ten years. Like facts are facts. Like forget Pro Bowl players. Like like just book good players. Like and again, it's not. It's, it's I know it's not fair to pick on Howie probably, but that's the role he's in. Like that's the money role, dude. Like that's the. I'm on the trophy when you win, and when you don't win, all eyes on you, bro. Like, that's the spot. Like, that's, that's you know, he's not, you know, the traveling coordinator for the uniforms. He's the general manager, the, the, the big dick in the room. Okay, when you win, it's the Howie scene. Like, do it. But when your team deteriorates, and now you're on your third coach in 10 years, like, fourth. Yeah, I mean, hey, I won't put Andy on him because Andy was kind of the banner years, but I mean, and
0: I
2: you think, don't think Chip look. had, or you don't think um, Howie was in Jeffrey's ear. I mean, and isn't probably,
0: I think they said Doug is the first head coach to be fired within three years of winning a Super Bowl for the first time since 1973.
1: It's not, actually, it's six years. No coach has been fired within six years since 1972. Seventy three.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so, six, well, and, six and years. Like, Bill, your point about like the, the pro bowlers, like you look on the defensive side, they haven't drafted a defensive pro bowler outside of the first, the, t- the top end of the first round since uh, Trent Cole. So no, that's all, because I they're
1: putting on the Andy success and he drafted Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown to replace Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor. He signed John Runyon. He signed Jeremiah Trotter. Like, like Andy had that ability. And again, you know, we, I, we all ran him out of town at the end because it was time to go. And that was the right decision. I, you know, I don't think, but point is, is we saw what the city seen, what a good coach can do. Like, yeah, Andy missed on receivers a lot with the Pinkstons of the world, you know, and signing Kevin Curtis to big deals. Like, you know, so he's not perfect, but Andy had at least 50% or more hits a lot of times. I mean, we had that one draft where we got Westbrook, Leto, um, uh, got it. One of our li- like they talked about their email, They're like four star Michael Lewis, four starters out of one draft that started for like three plus years. And again, not fair to blame everything to, to to Andy, but like we've seen what like good drafts do to the team. It makes you a contender year in and year out. And it's like, I guess I thought we were closer to that with our team. We're just not. That's just the reality. It's like we have to knock it down. And the reality is, it's and the thing that sucks is. If we lose next year and Carson plays like mediocre, he gets a pass again because it's going to be a new coach. You know, we have to get a new Like, it's like bullshit. Yeah. I after fucking pass. And yeah. Just like,
3: well, that's why I'm, well, you know, I stand. I'm get him out of here. I'm, 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 you know, if you're going to retool and, and rebuild and do those things, it's time to just cut bait, get rid of them, eat the cap, get, get whatever you can get from them, you know, a pick and a player or something, and just, and just get rid of it. Just, let that let that uh, that scab heal somewhere and stop looking at it.
1: I mean, it's it's uh, it, it, it's crazy. It's just like you know, people. I don't know. It's I, I think I think it's, it's a dead horse. It's just to me, just really shocking that in over twenty four hours, our guy we're paying thirty five million a year or two doesn't come out once say anything about the coach. He's only coach he's ever had in oh, the NFL.
3: I
2: agree one hundred percent. But half you know, of the team game. hasn't said anything. So, yeah, Jesse, but you
3: have to understand, again, franchise quarterback, like, come on, like, you got to, you got to at least acknowledge, it. I mean, you can just throw a picture up.
1: Bobcat tweets, after every fucking loss, he's doing Bobcat tweets, and Wentz brothers this, so I don't want to hear he's reflecting or bullshit, he's all about social media, marketing himself, he wanted Doug gone,
2: he won, plain and simple, he won. So he what's got- it say about every other player that hasn't said anything?
0: Yeah, okay. on a on a side note, right now, Joel Embiid is doing work against the fucking Heat. Like he's single handedly fucking beating the Heat in overtime right now. So we we went to overtime. We went, dude. We fucking scratched and clawed the overtime. Joel hit a fucking kill, a key shot to take it to overtime. Isaiah Joe hit a huge three to knock it, bring it into two, and then Joel took took it upon himself, got it to overtime. And now he's on both ends of the court just fucking – just taking over this game.
1: It was and, 119 to 115 with four seconds to go. And I turned it off. And I was disgusted we lost this game. I was like, how do we lose to the Heat with no – Well, that's what out. I
0: started to think. Oh, then they just – and they just tied it up. Nothing like that. Um, so, um,
3: Jesse, to your point though, like – so Brandon Graham said something uh, to somebody. He was on a – on a, on a show and he mentioned something about it. So, like, when I look at – when I, look at, when I look at leaders on the team, yeah, okay, a guy like Fletcher Cox should probably say something. Fox, what's that?
1: That first tweeted a picture, love you, coach.
3: Right. But, like, again, your, your franchise quarterback should at least acknowledge it. Now, if that's his play because he still wants to leave and he's not going to say anything, whatever. I just think it's it just, it just bad optics is what I mean,
1: it is. He privately, yeah. privately, he's like, Doug, I'm sorry it ended this way. Hopefully, we, we both can have a better year next year. Like, God bless AO1 for life. Like, I'm out. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe texted him that. So <laughs> yeah,
0: like, that's exactly what he said, Bill.
1: Like <laughs> I, I mean, did I hack Doug's phone? Maybe through my mainframe. Possibly. But it's – I mean, who knows if they did. But it's just – again, it's like the optics thing. It's like you say you want to be the leader. You give speeches behind the team. I'm sorry I played bad. We're 4-9. and nine. I know I played like shit. All right. Well, do like – do like leader things, get out in front of them and say, you know what? We have a new coach coming in, whoever it is. I'm, I'm, I want to help. Peter, like, be a leader. Like, do your job. I don't know. I'm just like whatever with this dude. He's
3: well, so let's 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 move on and go to coaching loves hates. What yeah, do you got?
0: the Sixers game is wild right now. Thank
1: you. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Well, I know
0: coaching love hates. Um. Who are you guys interested in? I mean,
2: is there any chance Deuce gets a shot? I'd if, like it to. but If they don't give Deuce a shot, he probably quits the men, the day that they name Because Deuce her. is
0: like going back to like what I said earlier, like maybe the way that they like to handle this, this organization, maybe someone like Deuce who wants to cut his teeth, you know, and get an opportunity and get his foot in the door coaching, maybe he sees it as the right opportunity. I can you know? see
1: more of something <laughs> along the lines of hiring – a Kafka or an Andrew Smith or that guy that guy from Tennessee and saying hey Deuce is going to be your OC to keep him happy. I, I,
3: I guess so if they if they sign Mike Kafka forget it. I'm sorry. I'm 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 completely out. The, why, what is Mike Kafka doing?
1: Listen, how he knows him he was here for 3 or 4 years I think, by having this the GM. I'm just saying
3: I know what you're saying, but like, what? Give me a track record. Like, at least, like they said in, in Kansas City, at least Doug was calling some plays. They said.
1: Well, I mean, like, that's pretty bullshit. They said he called the plays in the fourth quarter when Andy when Andy okay. did run it. Okay,
2: well, when didn't want to. Okay, when they did Kafka help develop Mahomes?
1: I mean, I guess it, it I mean, it, it, I mean, he's been there for the last two years, so I mean, I think Andy gets most of the credit, but you know.
3: I, I mean, come on, but Mahomes is a generational guy. Like, I would, I would rather have Deuce over, over I, a guy like Cap. Well, I think Deuce is part of the inner circle, and I think that, I think that Deuce is already your guy, and I think they know it, and I think they're just doing due diligence, and they're yeah, gonna. Find, you could be
0: right, John. They're you gonna find.
3: Right. They're gonna find a, a um, head coach, a guy who's already been a head coach. And bring him in as a D coordinator.
1: That's why I wanted Dan Quinn or Gus Bradley as our D coordinator. I wanted both of them.
3: I think, are you mocking me? Cause that's what no, I, said.
1: I said. I really wanted them. I agreed. I said, I texted those yeah. names earlier. I texted Dan Quinn. I didn't say Gus Bradley like a, like a week or so ago. And you were like, not a fan. But so maybe I said that for head coach.
3: Probably head coach, yeah. Well, I mean, Gus Bradley, again, we interviewed before. Give Deuce a shot. Like, okay, they've interviewed Deuce twice already. Like, you know, it's kind of, you know. And
1: plus, it's it's kind of the perfect kind of guy because it's like, you know, we're going to win three or four games probably next year. So, you know.
2: Yeah, cut his teeth.
1: Exactly. Like, the guys play hard for him, you know.
2: A A lot of players have come out. Ex players from the Eagles have tweeted, higher Deuce.
1: Think about it, guys. Best case scenario, if he's a home run, he's Mike Tomlin. And I love that to Mike Tomlin is our coach, a guy that literally just is the motivator, oversees the defense a little bit more than the offense. That's his end of it. But he hires coaches that run the offense and that run the defense, and he just chimes in a little
2: bit. Yeah, and but then, Bill, wait, I, I was reading about Deuce, like the amount of head coaches and people that he's worked with, like I think it was, um, I forget if it was like Chris Long or it was, I think it was either Chris Long or Malcolm. That was like people, you know, think that Deuce is only like a running back guy. The amount of people that he's worked with and his understanding of offenses and schemes and everything. They're like, he is the guy. He absolutely
1: draft. You got, we got Deuce, Lito, Michael Lewis, and Trey Thomas all in the same draft. That was Andy's like, Second official draft, we got like four starters and like three Pro Bowlers in one well, draft. He
2: hit on that too, in, in the um, I think the draft that they got Westbrook, they got their first four picks were all home runs too.
1: They were. He Andy had they went through it like three or four like three to five guy good guy drafts, which is kind of an anomaly for a lot of teams. That's why he was here for thirteen years, but now I think I think we'd all love Deuce. I think that. I would because Deuce has our heartstrings, so it, it softens everything with Doug.
3: One hundred percent
1: keeps that flame from 17 alive.
3: It, it's it's exactly yeah. It's a, it's a safety blanket, which I don't know is the right is the right move. Based on just saying that, like, of course, I'd like you know I don't. It's not that I don't think he's got talent. I think he I think he does. Obviously, he's respected. Um, but I think a guy like Deuce could be a head coach. And he'd hire an offensive coordinator No, exactly. like, like, like he Doug.
1: Like he like he will delegate. He knows what he can do. Like he knows. I think he's smart enough to know what his strengths are and what this team needs. After being here for so long, like he saw how Andy succeeded. He saw how Chip failed. He saw how Doug had some success. And the the best year was when we had Frank Reich and we had guys in place with structure. Because that's one thing you hear about too the last couple years is guys chirping about how we have sloppy practices that Doug runs and you know maybe you know hopefully a guy like deuce can be you know can identify things that we need to go on but like i think you're right it's you know and 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 the thing for the eagles if it's a win for him too for eagles and howie and jeff that if he's you know for shitty for two or three years when we kind of get good they can pull a plug on deuce and kind of be like hey deuce you know you give it a good two three years you know now maybe they find a, a, a hash shot you know whatever but it's like. It could be a win win for both sides. It gets deduced in the head coaching categories in a way he probably never would be, at least not currently, because he, if he left, he'd only be an, an O coordinator at best. He, he can't go somewhere right now and be head coach. So he has to go to that next step if he left.
3: And so like the other guys, the other, these other guys, that names keep going around, like the, the Sawa, like
1: He's not coming here.
3: Like, I don't, like, th- he reminds me of. Um,
1: why Howie likes him, John, is because he would bring Matt LaFleur as his OC. And Howie tried to hire him last year from the 49ers because he's their passing game coordinator and Howie loves him. But Kyle Shanahan blocked it because it was going to be a lateral move for the Eagles. But if he comes here as an offensive coordinator, Niners can't stop it because that would be a promotion. So that's why they were talking about McMahon's uh, McManus called in today saying that that's his sleeper pick. If they could get if it's not too late to get him because the Jets are really in love with him. that how he wants his hands on Matt LaFleur to run the offense, like that's
2: unless out. Doug goes to the Jets.
1: What's that? No, unless I mean, that's the other thing, too. The like I said, I heard in the WFAN today that they're trying to get Salah back for the second interview before he meets with the Eagles because they, they're afraid he moved that if he comes in, we, we might not, not let him leave the building.
3: Wait, wait, wait. wait. Go, go back to who you're saying,
2: you said Matt LaFleur.
1: Matt LaFleur – I'm sorry, Mike LaFleur is his brother. He's, he's he's the guy in the 49ers. I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's so we brother. would basically decimate the, the 49ers' entire coaching staff.
1: He would, and, like, they're preparing for it already. Like, they're depressed out there. Like, I saw an article that, like, Shanahan's just like, I'm going to, like, cut his car keys and shit, like, basically because it's like he knows Mike's gone now and he runs his passing offense for him. And it's – and he's – and obviously it's a West Coast offense, and that's what they want to make Carson into, which is just – Nuts to me because that's what they tried to make McNabb into, and he was never a West Coast passing quarterback. But, you know, anywho, like that's what Tim, uh, Tim McMahon has called in and said, watch out for that because that's somebody that Howie's had on his radar for a couple years now.
3: And I, I highly doubt that a guy from college is really going to come here and want the opportunity to coach the NFL and not be set up for success. You know, be able to get their guy, the guys they want. You know what I mean? Like I
1: called in on that today too, and he said that the problem the Eagles have had if they went after um, like a Matt Campbell at Iowa State or a Pat Fitzgerald out of Northwestern is those are guys that aren't going to fly with Howie telling him this is your OC, this yeah. is your DC. They want to come in and build their team as they actually have a right to, and is Howie going to let that happen? And he's like, things that he's hearing is they don't want things to change how they are. They want to fit pieces into how they run their team. And, but Baldy made, 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 a, made, a, made a really solid point, too. He was like, let it be known. The Eagles are considered a top-notch franchise in the NFL still. Like they got top-notch facilities, just resources to the players. Like Players want to come to Philly and play still. Coaches will want to be here. The only issue, like we said before, without beating a dead horse, is there's three or four better jobs right now. Even Baldy said it, that the Eagles are probably – the, at best, they're probably fourth most attractive spot right now. And we've got everybody in interviews.
3: I know, I know I'm biased, but I'm like, what's a better spot? Is Jacksonville better?
1: No, but I it's think –
3: Like, what, what are the, what are the, what's the top spot?
1: Atlanta? Well, you can say – no. Chargers is. Chargers is because you got Justin Herbert and you got a defense out there. you got Joey Boos and Justin Herbert. That's number right. one destination. Then, and,
3: and you're L.A., okay.
1: Then people think that um, Atlanta is attractive – because you got Matt Ryan, you still to consider a good quarterback. You got money to spend. You got Julio, Calvin Ridley, and you got a young defense that could that could get better.
2: And you've got an owner that let that gives you a blank check to do whatever you want.
1: He owns Home Depot. The owner of the, the Falcons. They,
2: they the the Falcons have the best owner in, in all. Arthur of-
0: Blank met him. Correct. Nice guy. When I was uh, when I worked uh, when I pushed carts at Home Depot. He's he's the
2: best owner in football. Uh,
1: third people third people are saying that the Jets are very desirable because Joe Douglas is the guy that coaches want to work for. They have the number two pick. They have the most money spent spend of anybody in the NFL. So basically you get this pick between Sam Darnold and whoever quarterback you want. Or they're supposedly talking about a, a WFAN, too, making a move for Matt Stafford maybe with a new coach. So Jets were three, Baldy said, because he said he loves their defensive line and offensive line. Dy is his favorite tackle in football right now. That they just drafted, and they said Eagles are fourth in his opinion for most attractive currently. Mm-hmm. And not that they couldn't get the guy, just they because won. of
0: how we're set up.
3: It, it's like amazing currently. how, like, the, the Jets, have, the Jets to me are like the Browns of like, yes, like years ago. Like, the Browns are obviously like moving up yeah, in the world, yeah. but like, the Jets haven't been good for eons. And like, it's amazing how, like, every five years it's like, you know, a new coach, actually not because no, I was looking at actually looking up Todd Bowles earlier and I was like, oh, I forgot Todd Bowles was the coach of the Jets. And I'm like, like, I, it, it's just astonishing to me how, how much turnover they've had just because their ownership is like
1: No, he, he everything else. It's when you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. It doesn't matter what you have on yeah. your line or O-line. If you can't have a guy that throws the ball like and but supposedly some guys like Sam Darnold a lot and think he's just. He had Todd Bowles in a lame duck year as his coach's first year. Then he had Adam GaSe the last two, and it was a debacle. So it, again, but it's you know like, again, I don't think it's going to be a hard time to find a coach. But I think uh, um, I, I, I hope you're right, though, John. I really think best case scenario is they they promote Deuce, and they just you know.
3: I mean, to use the whole PR thing. Like if you're going to PR this, that that makes the most sense because I don't see them. Again, I don't see them going after a college coach. We've been there, done that. Yeah, does the does the idea of Howie Roseman's friendly with Lincoln Riley and he asks him about draft advice and Jalen Hurts is here and he could get you know a, a, a stud receiver? Okay, I, I, I could see you see you making that narrative, but like he's from Texas, right? He already they already asked them they already tried to court him for the Cowboys job, right? And, and he and he didn't want to go and didn't want to leave that. So like, I really don't see that that happening. I agree. And then, and then what you have you have these got the Tennessee offensive coordinator, which I'm like, all right, he's not like, okay, great, he's got Tannehill, he's turned Tannehill around, but like, all right, let's see how they do in this in the in the playoffs this year before we start like. Crowning him well, as the next, year, next He
1: had the number two offense in the NFL last two years he ran. He completely ran the offense last two years, led the league in yeah. touchdowns.
3: It also it also helps to your point to have like one of the best running backs in the it league. Does.
1: But so. he's keeping up that running game. But they had Derrick Henry for three years before then, and he was not even nearly the player. Arthur Smith, the coach, a hundred percent controls that offense. Like Schwartz had the defense here. So that's why he's getting a lot a lot of hype. But he's thirty eight. He's younger than us. He's thirty eight. Yeah. But he, and,
3: that, and that's another thing, like the Joe Brady, like these guys are like way young to come in there and like be a head coach, like you guys say, like a CEO type person. Th- th- that's why I think they would need an older, an older guy who's been in the NFL. That thing.
0: I don't think Howie and Jeffrey want a guy to push back. Like they want. Yeah, the no, they want a guy who's going to who's going to say, yes, Mr. Lurie. OK, yes, yep. Howie. They, you know, they, they, they want a yes. Never guy.
2: drafted a retread. Yeah. So they've never they've never signed a retread coach.
0: I can't see Bowles. enemy
1: is going to get some talk. I mean, you know, I they said today that he bombed his interview in Atlanta, and like that, like they were ready to hire him at the interview, and then he like bombed it.
2: That they
0: were like uh, you know,
3: even him. Like the only reason why guys like that get get crazy amounts of love is based on the fact that like he's an offensive
2: coordinator on a Super Bowl team. Not just that. He's look at that team. Like that team yeah. is a is a Madden right. chica. Like, right. like four he's got
1: of the last. I'm sorry. Four of the six remaining coaches in the NFL playoffs have worked for Andy at some point in the last ten years. Like, by yeah, the way, he's got and what?
2: didn't Doug Peterson come <laughs> from that pedigree? He, he, I he's mean, got a top. He's got the top three wide, top three wide receiver in the league, top three running back in the league, top three quarterback in the league. Like,
1: no, the best hey, quarterback Andy. in the league. Andy is number one quarterback, number one tight end. Yeah. Well, and that's our, that's
2: <laughs> what I mean. Like you you, but like you look at enemy and you're like, well, I mean, he's got an impressive track record, but then you look at the pieces that he Andy's has and you're like, plays.
1: I'm sorry, Andy, Andy's calling every fucking play. Andy don't give the egg. like you are talking about today on the Rich Eisen show about enemy and they're making jokes about like, yeah, this how Doug Peterson called the play. Like Andy Reid calls every fucking play. He's like Sean Payton. They have guys that whatever bullshit. All right. Get, they're they're there because they because they, they know how Andy likes his coffee and what kind of donut he likes in the morning. That, I, that's why they're What there. I'm
3: really surprised at, though is a guy like Josh McDaniels isn't getting his name out there.
1: He's a rat fink who fucking well, burned the bolts, and that's a big well, fucking deal, dude. That's
3: a well, big I, I really wonder why he's not. I mean, don't I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure all, there's always chatter about him taking over Bill Belichick, but Bill Belichick isn't going anywhere. Yeah, but but, like. Yeah him and like Patricia, like I'm really surprised that even those guys their, their names haven't come up as like like Matt Patricia for defensive coordinator would, would,
1: but he would, was like, he was like a chip Kelly kind of guy in Detroit. nobody liked him. He was always late to meetings though he was a fat fucking slob, and like you know, he, he and he
0: kind of seemed like he always like had this arrogance about him like he's like like you say Jesse like he's the smartest guy in the room,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. and, and let's not forget—he probably
0: that, was, wasn't he? he? He's got like a fucking degree in astrophysics or something. Yeah, he's like a really <laughs> so smart. Nice, he technically <laughs> is the smartest guy in the
2: room. But uh, but let's also not forget that that McDaniel's before he fucked the Colts over, he burned the Broncos to the ground.
1: Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he left. Yeah, that, that was a bad breakup. They paid him a lot of money to get the fuck out. Like that was and a bad and breakup.
2: like he he had control of the roster and like used a first-round pick on Tebow.
1: Yeah, and uh, he burnt that bitch to the ground. He traded Eric Decker away, <laughs> like he traded like in his prime to the Jets.
2: So, uh, like that, there's a there's a reason that he's not getting shots, and it's because and I think
1: like, because Bill says, but there's two years or five we're taking over. Just so, 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 shut the fuck up, Josh, and get my coffee.
2: Mm-hmm. I, like take it over for Bill. he shot himself in the foot every chance he's gotten, and like that's, and why, that's why he doesn't have that, that's that's why. There's also chances, too, that, you know,
3: the, the, these teams in the playoffs could lose head coaches. You know, like if, if the Ravens have another shit year, you know, John Harbaugh could, could go. Nah,
1: he's, he's attached to Lamar. He's, he, I mean, but I, I, I was going to text it earlier. After Joe Flacco the Super Bowl year with, with, Jim, with John Harbaugh, he went 8-8 eight and eight the following year and may, had one playoff win the next seven years and then he get fired. One playoff win in eight years after a Super Bowl win. And he, and he doesn't get fired. But Doug has one bad year. And Harbaugh had multiple five-win years in, the, in that time period. And it's that's like Doug has one off year. And we have – Pro Football ranked us 28th out of 32 in rosters. I saw it again today for talent. And that's Doug's fault? <laughs> like, come on. I mean, again, but I, I know I'm harping on it. It's just it's, the wound's not settled yet. It's just like – I don't know. But, you know, everything you hear – you know, you hear reports about how you know Doug wasn't a great game planner, and the offense got Manila and this and that. But then you hear he, he 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 you know mellowed it down because Carson had to be that way. He couldn't figure out the offense, and so it's like, well, who what do you believe? It's like, is it Carson? Is he a numb nuts now, or is Doug just bland as a well? Player? If,
3: if he if he stays here, and they get a new coach, and he's still terrible, oh, he's if, gone. He's gone. I mean, I, I don't know how else to.
1: Like, if he gets benched again, like, if, he, if, if we hire whoever, if we hire Arthur Smith from Tennessee, whoever, fuck, if it's Deuce, and Carson starts the first six games and we're, like, 1-5, in five, and Carson's, like, H-terrible, and we bench him for Hurts again, like, Carson will never start a game for Philadelphia again. But
2: well, the, the, the problem is, it's with the cap. If, if he's here after the third day of the league year, he's here for two years.
1: No, you're right, Jesse. You're right. It could be yeah, because, because I know I, I heard somebody called into another writer, it might have been Zagaro, that called in and said basically, this, what this signals is Carson's going to be here for two years, whether we're good or not. And they don't really care how many games we win because, in their eyes, you know, build through the draft and get whoever we can to free agency in the next two years. And then Carson will be 31 in 2022, 23, rather. And then at that point, we should be a contender again. So basically Carson gets two years to figure it out because nobody's going to trade for him if he sucks. And then if he's good, we're not going to get rid of him.
2: Yeah. So it's, 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 you have to, you have to get a coach in immediately who will, who will either say, I can't fix him. I know I can win with Jalen hurts or I can fix him. This is what I'm going to do. And then you, you do one of those two things, but like you can't be on the fence with it because it blows your cap up for two years.
1: No, it is. I mean, it's uh, it's it, it, You know, it, it's really like this. And 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 Baldy was talking about it too because Richie. He called into the John Richie, and uh, it, uh, who's who's the other guy with Richie? Je- uh, Jesse Hammer. Um, yeah, Hammer. They were trying to bait him to being like Richie, especially kind of really bait him. Is isn't this Eagles roster poorly constructed? Isn't howie you know shouldn't howie be gone? And Baldy kind of like, well, you know was was walking it back but you know he basically you know you know made it clear that like uh you know don't don't rule out the possibility if they like somebody and a quarterback falls to six then they might bring in a new coach and that's completely nuked this whole thing and get rid of Jalen, get rid of carson keep nate and it's like he's like right now he's like from what he's hearing there are so many voices going into many different directions and that's the problem. He's like. That's what happens at the dysfunctional franchises. Your dirty laundry gets out. And he's like, it's getting out like a sieve right now from the Eagles. And it's just like, and he wasn't talking shit on Howie. Cause he defended Howie. He's like, hey, listen, you know, he's like, there's a lot of guys in that, in that war room. like, guess it's on Howie. Uh, and, you know, but it, it, it was just, it was it, it was, it was kind of interesting to hear Baldy who's a pretty straight shooter, just kind of be like, Eagles are a shit show. Like, there's just, there's just, just no other way to put it. Like, When you got two quarterbacks, you got none. He kept saying, "He's like, when you got two, you got none." And that's the Eagles' problem. Nobody knows. He's like, he's like, there's facts in the building that are pro Jalen, and there's guys that are still pro Carson in that building, and there's guys that want to nuke it all. So, who and who's where, and who's and who's got the juice, you know? And what coach comes in to say? What if they fall in love with Arthur Arthur Smith from Tennessee? And he's like, "Oh man, I love Zach Wilson, or I love Justin Fields." Oh, man, if you give me this guy, I could do this. Give me this guy, Howie. You don't think Howie's going to get a boner and be like, done, done. You know, and so again, and, 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 I'm, and I'm cool with whatever. I'll give you whatever we do at this point. I, I just want to win games. But to me right now,
3: like, so all it's not Mike well,
1: that's the thing I wanted to say, too, that Baldy did talk shit about Howie on. He, saying, you know, he basically said that, and I said it, too, you know, mimicking Baldy. He's like, GMs have three jobs. Three jobs, whether you're good or not as a GM. Do you draft good? You sign free agents and you win football games. It's that, so he's like, those are your, that is why he's like, he's like, that's why Jeffrey put Howie in charge. He's like, let's analyze it. Drafts, not good. Free agents, worse in the league. And he's like, winning has gone down. He's like, so what tells you you should be confident in Howie right now? He's like, can you turn around yet? You know, but it was just like what we've all been saying. It's like, he said, you can't shit on Doug for every shortcoming that we just said. But then praise Howie for doing a good job when they're all, when, when those two, he's like in the NFL and GM coach are linked.
0: No, he's it's like, like, yeah, it's so like, great it's like you teams. said, it's like you said, John. It's, you know, it's not one guy, it's a combination of everybody. And
3: yeah, I mean, know. you could go down a list of, of tenured GMs in the NFL and, and you could be like, man, why is this guy still the GM of, you know, a team, and I'd be like, well, they haven't won anything. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 20 years, 30 years. Well, that's
1: the reality. There aren't GMs like that, dude, except for guys who are like Jerry Jones is the owner, but the Steelers are one of the only teams with a 10-year GM, and and he's getting heat now because they've only won three playoff games in the last 10 years. They're catching major heat in Pittsburgh.
0: did they fall apart the other night. John
1: Elway got demoted. Kevin, I I have GM. He got demoted this year, finally. He, they hire, they're hiring a GM. He's going to be in charge of football operations. That's John Snyder
3: just got, just got a contract extension, and look what happened to them. Who? The Seahawks guy. Yeah, Snyder. John
1: Snyder. No, I mean, well, because he's linked to Russell Wilson. I mean, he drafted Russell. That's his guy. He's linked to Russell. Russell wants to play. He's, and, and, you know, and that's why, again, I feel like Carsey, how he pissing himself to Carson because GMs are locked to their quarterbacks a lot. Not only when you trade five fucking picks away to get the guy, like how he is attached to Carson. And that's the reality of the the situation. You said follow the money, John. You're fucking right, follow the money. We gave away.
3: That was Brandon Brooks. I don't want to. That was Brandon Brooks that said that on uh, the fire. uh, The Doug Peterson fired thing.
1: I mean, but it's true. I mean, I, I mean, look at look at anywhere. Like it truly, if you really take the time and go through it, most gms are fired if their fantasy quarterback they draft fail like all the time and i'm yeah, not saying every time every 20, time yeah like that it's like it's gm head coach gm head coach and quarterback the only way you get a pass is if you know you're you know maybe like if you're shanahan and you went and went into a bad team where you knew like 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 when you went to the redskins they knew they needed to kind of you know have some lumps or whatever but if you're winning and then your guy shits the bed like I don't know. It's, I mean, it's it, It's just one of those things to where I'll try to be positive because how is not going anywhere. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll drink the Kool Aid because I have to. Because the reality is, and the reality is, is until unless Eagles fans boycott the the the, the team, they they don't give a fuck. They're like, no, they, we're
0: never gonna boycott. Never, That's it. never gonna happen. It's never exactly. gonna happen.
1: That's what I'm and I'm not promoting that, but but it's like you know, the reality is is. They're sitting there and wherever he lives in Cheltenham, you know, you know, up, you know, you know, up in whatever in Philly, you know, lighting cigars with $100 bills laughing with Howie where they're going to go for vacation for three weeks to decompress while I'm getting Haji to talking about our coach on our WorldCat mm-hmm. podcast.
0: What, what coach? That's the thing.
3: Well,
1: <laughs> you don't even give a shit, probably. It could
3: be
0: you, Bill. It could be you.
1: I, I probably should be. Listen, I would hire John in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, right. For strength and conditioning.
3: <laughs> jesse, here's, a, here's a gin smoothie
1: <laughs> i would probably I, I i would have jesse in charge of contracts for sure negotiating i like play like he'd have player bonuses for good play and bad Jesse play would
0: have one job if i ran an nfl franchise if if someone had to get fired jesse is the guy to go do it Jesse's it doesn't matter what guy it is at what level in my organization?
1: I would make Matt my Dave. Spardaro. You see Jesse
0: coming down the hallway. It's like, it's, it's like practice. get the fuck out of the way. I'd
1: have Matt being like Dave Spadaro, like a practice, doing interviews, doing like Chickies and Peace. I'm here, Chickies and Peace now. Here, oh, with Brian <laughs> Westbrook and Jaws. I'm, I'm 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 metal Matt. He were here
0: in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You hear you hear old school Metallica and Slayer blasting. You know I'm around the corner. And then we,
1: and then Matt would have Matt would spawn out. Matt would have his on the field guy be Matt Pinfield interviewing guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that
1: would be fucking tits. I mean,
0: oh, got Matt me. P- Matt Pinfield and Jamie Josta from Hapri hey just fucking on the field, just like ripping into dudes.
1: Yup. And then I think your co-host would be Brandon Graham. I, we'd have to hire Brandon Graham as your co-host.
0: Yeah, and ED, ED, EDP is my hype man. Uh, no. Can <laughs> you imagine that pre
2: and post game show?
1: And then with him on the Doug firing.
2: He's oh, still. He he's uh he kind of went off on the I um, think He went off the deep end, man. Did he really? Yeah, he's like full on, like like a uh, MAGA. Like, is he
1: really the Trumper?
2: Big time. Wow. Yeah, he posted on Instagram today. Like, a uh, this is my new flag that I just ordered, and it was like fuck Joe Biden or something uh, like that. It's just like, bro.
1: He has such a following with the, with the, with the Eagles.
0: He has such a oh, good Oh, no, team. he he still does. I think he just, I think it's just gone. Yeah, but now got, he's it's just run a course. It's
1: turn off fan base right there from Eagles fans. it's yeah. I mean, We're in a country.
0: Everybody about, just run a course <laughs> to where, like, he, it's just like what else can he do and say to top the last thing that he did and said, I you guess- know? I
1: guess you have to when you're an influencer. I guess is that what he is technically? Is he an influencer? Is that what his job would be if you're on Instagram? Uh,
0: I mean, he's really a YouTube guy, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's – he's yeah, he's an internet uh, – I wouldn't call him an influencer. Here's a question. Should we, he's a he's an internet super fan, I guess. An internet personality. Yeah, personality. Here's
1: there a question go. since John with – well, two things – Dude. We would need we need John's information that he was holding off for this episode after I get quiet in a second. Yeah, he has to drop that. And number two is should we, yes or no, go to Doug's house in Morristown? I mean, you know, bring over a six pack and just be like, listen, Dougie, this one's on us. Six pack and bottle of the bullet.
3: I, I think oh. if it was I think if it wasn't a pandemic, I think that'd be a great idea. Although exactly. I do you remember the last time we fired a coach and I drove I past? Think,
0: yes, I think yeah, we I think got ripped on Twitter. For a fire. Fire. Came, it came across it, <laughs> across. it came across. A, a little creepy. Oh my god! Right. I was, I was like, like, Demolished on Twitter for that, that, that one. A bonfire it, in his
1: backyard. I'm like, hey Doug, come oh on! God. Out.
3: God. Come here, that, Doug.
1: That
3: was like the. That was like a, That was like my first introduction to Twitter, and I was like, oh, what, a, oh. what
2: an evil,
0: what an evil place. Like, <laughs> Like, well,
2: no. It was just everybody else. Like, what? <laughs> everybody else was like? What is your major malfunction? <laughs>
0: That's too funny. No, Bill. I think if if we went to Dougie P's house right now during a pandemic, we'd have to bring two of everything, right? So, um, or one, or I'm sorry, not two of everything. One f- of each for everyone, right? So. There would be five bottles of Bullet and five six-packs, and oh. we'd all be six feet, six feet apart from one another. I'll clarify,
1: five six-packs of Fuego for everybody.
0: Fuego. And, and, uh, and maybe some ice cream for Doug so he can go get, go get himself some ice cream.
1: Seriously, I, I, I think he needs it. I think some Boilermakers.
0: And I think that would redeem your Twitter uh, rep, John, if we had a posting like that. Yeah, a little heart to heart with a head coach over over some whiskey and and some fuego. I mean, you, instead of whiskey, we'll let you bring gin. That's fine. I, and know. maybe and maybe Doug's a gin guy. Who knows?
1: Yeah, you drink whiskey by a bonfire. goddammit. This is America still. All
0: right. So and, and, and Doug and Doug and 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 by bonfire it means Doug piling up all his Eagles practice uh attire yeah. that he has at his house and just burning it and john hey, being like no oh, dude you're my size come on eyes eyes. Eyes.
1: tree with like bullet holes in it and knife wounds in it it's a tree like, with a howie picture printed out with jpeg howie picture like, attached to it with, like his, his doll just stabbing the shit out of the bayonet like dougie come on back guys party started uh, all party i know is true. that
0: if if and when Doug Peterson ever gets a head coaching job again, the first time he comes into Lincoln Financial Field as a, as a, on the other side, I, he gets a standing O. I oh, mean,
1: God, fuck yeah! Here's the no, question:
0: There's no if-ands or buts about it.
1: Do we boo Carson if he's our starter day one,
0: dude? It's going to be. Like, it's going to be a mix. It's, I going, to to be the a it's going to be a mixture smattering of booze and claps. It's Mixed going to
1: be a punch somebody body. If I went to that game with somebody cheering next to me, I'd fucking elbow him in the face if somebody cheered
0: for Carson next to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, not going, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to a game with Bills. It's going to be a uh, short day. Well, cool. you don't if you cheer for Carson. The, if you cheer it's going to be, be the quickest $200 ticket I ever bought. Goddamn oh, right. You
1: well. cheer for, if you cheer for number 11, you're going to get bah, bah, one of these right in the face.
0: Carson. Maybe that's how we get out of our cab problems. Howie's going to be like, Well, I'm sorry, so you're some ticket holders. I have to raise your ticket fees
2: whole so 25%. Oh,
1: so we'll up for $18. So look,
2: John, what's this news that you've been holding off?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for reminding me.
3: I already broke it while you guys were on. Uh, when? When well, we were talking about coaches. Uh, well, you, you didn't oh, say deuce? shit. Deuce? Yes, I did. They, they already hired Deuce. This is the guy.
0: Deuce is oh, the that's guy. Deuce that's the guy. that's the that's the that's the news.
3: That's the well. I mean that you know we started talking about coaches. Where is that the intel? That's my that's what my source. Man,
0: is. I should trust I should, I should trust my gut. i trust my trust my gut more often, man. Because I never question
1: John source again if Deuce becomes a coach.
3: Break news,
1: John source. Because I'll
2: tell you what, never question
3: John sources again.
2: Never no, we, we need you to do, started. like, a, a Photoshop mock-up of, of Deuce with a visor, breaking news under it. Yeah. Like, just
1: like a satellite signal.
2: For, forfeit podcast breaks news. And then and then the,
3: the next post is us in in Doug's backyard drinking.
2: Drinking. That's uh, right. And it's like, fuck you, Michael Rappaport. We, bar- we beat you to this story, bitch.
1: Here's the question. Do you think – if was a coach, you was supposed to coach, do you think he'd have a quarterback just so, you know, uh, you know, battle whoever best wins it? And he would just get in Carson's face be like, listen, you ain't earning a shit, bitch. You guys
3: – It's going to be a – it's going to be a battle going into the year. Think- I, dude, I don't – As you said, like, you know, they're not going to make a decision on Carson by March 3rd. He's going to be here. So – yeah, but then you
2: blow the cap up for two years. I don't think, I don't out. think Deuce is gonna
3: really
1: wants out for some reason. Maybe Carson really wants out, and they're planning for that, so that's what they you know maybe. Because I mean, he said it twice. If you were talking about it, he he called Carson an asset twice. It wasn't like he's our franchise quarterback. It was like he kept call him an asset, an asset. So it's like maybe he is on the way out, and they know it. So. And what do you do to assets? You, you trade them why they still have max value or any value and it's like if they wait any longer and he's bad he has no value and he's locked in after march 3rd or do you cut bait now and just say look at the four years where he was three really good one and then two eh, one and then one shit so you sell him high now that he can be fixed and he's 28 as opposed to 30 or 31 but that point you can cut him without any financial situation though i guess so
2: yeah, and the, and the team trading for him, it's a, it's a good contract that you're trading for. And
1: you, just you have know, to... feel that he could be a top-ten guy again. Which yeah. Just, some guy, you know, they keep saying today, like McManus, when he was talking, said there's a lot of guys that feel Carson has very fixable mechanics, that the issue was that, the, you know, you got to get him out of seven-step like seven drops constantly. And, like, there's things that a lot of coaches think that are easy, quick fixes on Carson. But I would argue that if they are good, you're good. I don't want to hear a seven-step drop fucks you up, especially when, especially when you have audible capabilities like he does, because they did say that, too, that Carson sometimes was, a lot of time was checking into the wrong play. Like, and that was a big issue, too, that he wasn't reading the defense. Like, he was running into the, like, strong side blitzes on, like, third, and, like, and it's like shit that he wasn't doing in 17, and he, like, it just, and it's like, well, how do you just restore that game i don't know i don't
0: know okay real quick just go back to our our uh i'm sorry our our, our meeting with 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 wp to, to end to end this to end the the, the episode which, which has been a pretty solid episode um i thought this was going to be a lot more negative uh episode than it, than it has been How would see? I, i'm really fa- i'm really impressed uh with all of us um so, OK, we're, 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 bo- we're around the, 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 the campfire, right? We've got our bottles of bourbon. And if you had one thing to say to Doug before he packs up and moves on to the next chapter in his life, what would it be? John, you go first. I, I ask him anything? No, if you had one, yeah. If you had one thing to say to Doug before he, before he finally leaves. Say or ask? anything well, I would say say like what 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 would you say to Doug I had my chance about
3: 16 months ago when I saw him in the mall well oh, uh, that's what he walked right by me I didn't say
0: anything yeah, <laughs> well, well no I mean no John John you you just you just you just had you just drank a bottle of gin with the guy oh boy I what I'm saying so I what are you what... gonna say to him I mean he's like you know what John like my time you know I, I, I gotta go I gotta go you know I, I, I probably
3: I I would probably just say thank you. I, I mean, know what I would say. I mean, there's really, I you know, I would say thank you. I mean, without him, most of this doesn't happen. Well,
1: it's, simple. It. it's simple. I'd say Philly special motherfucker, and I
0: raise my glass to him one last hey. time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like what would you say, sorry, Matt? What would I say? Yeah. I'll, I would say, Doug, you know that they say everyone, everyone remembers their first. And thank you for giving us our first. Salud. And I would pound nope. the rest of my bullet and pass out and fall flat on my fucking face.
2: You know what I would say, Matt? What? Go, Reds!